Welcome, dear listeners, to Sacred Journey Through the Pages of God's Word. I'm your guide in this adventure, Steve Kitts, and I'm truly grateful that you've joined me in another session of During Bible Study Podcast. Before we look closer into these verses that will illuminate your heart and your mind today, let us pause for a moment in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, as we open your precious word, we look for your guidance and wisdom. May the Holy Spirit be our teacher. Illuminate the truth within each of these sacred pages. Bless all those that tune in today, that they may find solace, inspiration, and spiritual growth through what is shared and explored in your word. In Jesus' holy name we pray, and amen. Psalms 1. Now the genre of Psalms is songs and poetry of all kinds. It was written by multiple authors. I didn't know this until I started studying it. I just thought, we hear about King David a lot. David wrote 73 of Asphus wrote 12. The son of Korah wrote 9. Solomon wrote 3. Ethan and Moses each wrote 1. 51 chapters of the Psalms are anonymous, so they don't know who did it. They were written over a span of approximately 900 years, beginning at the time of Moses, which was 1440 B.C., and through the captivity of 586 B.C. Psalms included praise of joy, laments, blessings, and thanksgivings. They are directed at God, and they help us to express and communicate ourselves to Him. They're examples of how we can praise God. We read about the psalmist's emotions, from one extreme to another, from praising, delighting in, and worshiping God with favor, with real excitement, to repentance and crying out in despair to God. Psalms sit at the very center of the Bible, right in the middle. The major theme found in Psalms are praise about God's power, His forgiveness, thankfulness, and trust. Psalms 145 and 21 says, My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord and all the flesh of his blessings, his holy name forever and ever. The book of Psalms is originally divided into five books. The first book consists of chapters 1 through 41. Book 2 corresponds with chapters 42 through 72. Book 3, 73 to 89. And book 4 includes chapters 90 to 106. And book 5 is compiled of the chapters 107 to 150. Mainly the Psalms are written to help us deliver the praise to God who is worthy of so much. As Psalms 150 and 6 reads, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. How do we know what God wants for us in our lives? Well, Psalms 119 and 105 says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So the answer is found in reading His Word, studying it, and applying its unchanging truths to our lives. Psalms 1. Now verse 6 presents a key to understanding Psalms 1. And it says, For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. In this psalm, its way to righteousness and the way to the ungodly is constrained. Verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Blessed is the man. Now the Hebrew word esher is here translated as blessed, which is the idea of happiness or contentment. Esher 
is a form of Hebrew word ashar, which is the root word to be straight or to be right. Blessed is the man. It speaks of happiness, the blessedness and the contentment of the life of the man or woman who is right or straight with God. Righteous man will be blessed. He'll be a blessed man, a happy man. Blessed means supremely happy or fulfilled. In fact, the Hebrew word is actually a plural, which denotes either a multiplication of blessings or an intensification of them. It is not blessed is the king or blessed is the scholar or teacher or blessed is the rich, but it says blessed is the man. This blessedness is attainable by even the poor, the forgotten, and the obscure, as by those who are named figuratively in history and are triumphed by fame, walks not, nor stands, nor sits. Now this says the blessed is the man that does not do certain things. There is a way that he will not walk, and a path that he will not stand in, and a seat that he will not sit in. We can say these speaking of thinking, behaving, and belonging. The righteous man and the ungodly man are different in how they think, and how they behave, and whom they belong to. Who's your friends? Others have seen this as a progression of sin. The great lesson to be learned from this whole thing is, sin is progressive. One evil persistently or enacts leads to another. One who acts as a bad counsel may soon do evil deeds. And he who abandons himself to evil doings may end his life in total apostrophe from God. Walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. For the ungodly have counsel, and the righteous man will not walk in it. With all the advice that comes to us, and from so many different sources, the righteous man knows how to stay away from the counsel of the ungodly. First, it means that the righteous man knows to discern the counsel of the ungodly. Many fail at this point. They do not even consider if the counsel is godly or ungodly. They hear advice or theories about a problem and they find themselves agreeing or disagreeing without really considering is this godly or ungodly counsel the righteous man is also discerning enough to know the counsel of the ungodly can come from one own self our own conscience and our own mind and our own heart can give us ungodly counsel the righteous man knows where to find complete godly counsel your testimony may also be my delight and my counselors and that's from psalms 119 24 God's Word is always the best counselor, and godly counselors will always bring the truth of God's Word to someone who needs help while they're counseling them. Verse 2, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law doth he meditate day and night. His delight in the law of the Lord. Throughout Psalms, the phrase law of the Lord is used to describe God's entire Word, not only the law, portion of the first five books of the Bible. The righteous man is delighted in the Word of God. What makes you happy? What gets you excited? This is a good way to see what is important to you. If personal pleasure is the only thing that makes you happy, then you are a selfish, self-centered person. If being with your family and friends delights you, that can be better, but it still falls short. The righteous man finds his delight in the law of the Lord. It is said that you cannot live in paradise without the word of God, but you can live in hell with it. Man must have some delight, some supreme pleasure. His heart has never meant to be a vacuum, 
but not filled with the best of things, it will be filled with unworthy and disappointing things. If a person delights in something, you do not have to beg him to do it or like it. He will do it all by himself. You can measure your delight from the Word of God by how much you hunger for it. In the law, he meditates night and day. The righteous man ponders the Word of God. He does not just hear it and then forget it. He thinks about it. He molds it over is what they say. A Christian should meditate on God's Word. The Eastern meditation is a goal to have an empty mind. Now this is dangerous because an empty mind may present an open invitation to deception or demonic spirits. In the Christian meditation, the goal is to fill your mind with the Word of God. This can be done by carefully thinking about each word and phrase, applying it to oneself, and praying it back to the Lord. Many lack because they only read and do not meditate. It is not only reading that does good, but also the soul that innerly feeds on it and digests it. The righteous man only has God's word on his mind two times a day, day and night. And that covers it all. It says in this verse, Nor stand in the path of sinners. Sinners have a path where they stand, and the righteous man knows that he does not belong on that path. Now the path speaks of a way, a road, or a direction. And the righteous man does not travel the same direction as sinners. The righteous man is not afraid to take the road less traveled because he knows that it leads to blessings, happiness, and eternal life. Enter by the narrow gate, for the wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. There are many who go by it, and that's Matthew 7 and 13. The righteous can be confident in Psalm 16, 11. You will show me the path of life, and in your presence is fulfilled of joy, and at your right hand are pleasureful forevermore. God has a path, and it is a good road to take. Nor sit in the seat of the scornful. The scornful love to sit and criticize the people of God and the things of God. The righteous man does not sit in that seat. When others are putting down Christians, it is easy to sit with them and criticize them. It is easy because there are so many things to criticize about a Christian. But it is wrong because then we are sitting in the seat of the scornful. Instead, we should be proud of our fellow Christian. We should be proud of Jesus Christ. Be in and out of Him. Unfurl your colors. Never hide them, but nail them onto a mast. And say to all who ridicule the saints, If you have any ill words for the followers of Christ, pour them upon me. But know this, you shall hear it whether you like it or not. I love Christ. Verse 3. And he shall be like a tree planted by the river of the water, and bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaves also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doth shall prosper. A tree that is planted by the river has continuous source of water. It will never wither away because it is always getting what it needs. If we are constantly needy, then we may be worth examining if we are planted by the rivers of water or not. This would also be a tree that is strong and stable, sinking its roots deep down. The life of a righteous man is marked by strength and stability. That brings forth fruit in its season. The righteous man bears fruit, such as the fruit of the Spirit that we see in Galatians 5, verses 22-23. The fruit comes naturally from this tree, because it is planted by the river or water. It abideth in a life source area. 
As Jesus spoke of bearing fruits in John 15 and 5, as we abide in Him, fruit also has a season. Some get discouraged when they begin this walk. As righteous men, the fruit does not immediately become evident. They need to wait until they can bring forth fruit in the season. There are no barren trees in God's orchard, yet they may have their fits of barrenness, as an apple tree sometimes hath, but they will flourish with advantage, whose leaves shall not wither. Brown, dead, withered leaves are a sign of death and dryness. The righteous man does not have a sign of death or dryness. His leaves are green and alive, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. This isn't that the righteous man has a Midas touch or a blessed touch. Everything he does makes him rich and comfortable. But in the life of a righteous man, God brings forth some things of good and wonderful out of everything that happens around them. Even tough circumstances can bring forth something that shall prosper. Verse 4, The ungodly are not so, but they are like chaffs which are wind-driven away dangerous places for the ungodly and the ungodly are not so the ungodly everything is true about the righteous man being stable as a tree continuous of life and flourish fruitful and alive and prosperous is not so when we look at the ungodly may often seem that the ungodly have these things and it seems that they have them more than the righteous does but that's not so many of these things are fleeting in life in the ungodly person. It can be said that they don't really have them at all. It's Joseph M. Wanted with the Constitutionalist Politics. Tune in for the upcoming episode for May 4. Issue, never the issue, as well as guests Peter Serafin, Rosemary Downer, Don Gallade, Gista the Rapper, Cy Young, Jason Perry, and upcoming Jack Hagar, Andrew Thorpe King, Trent Rock, Ed Temple, Chris Morehouse, and more. Please tune in to Constitutionalist Politics. God bless. They are like shafts, which are wind-driven away. The shaft is a light shell around a kernel of grain. And find that in the threshing floors, which will be stripped away before the kernel of grain can be ground into flour. Now the grain is placed on the threshing floor and stomped or beaten on until it has separated the grain from the shaft or outer shell. Now the shaft is light enough that it can be separated from the grain by throwing a scoop up into the wind and letting the wind carry it away. This is how unstable and how lacking in substance the ungodly are intrusively worthless, dead, unserviceable, without substance, and easily carried away. There's a huge difference between a tree and a shaft. Verse 5. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteousness. This is the danger, the dangerous future of the ungodly. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteousness. The ungodly can't stand with the, the righteous. They have no weight and they will be found like, lacking at the day of judgment. It was said of King Belshazzar in the book of Daniel, you have been weighed in the balance and found wanting from Daniel 5, 27. 
nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. This is true in the future because sinners will not share the same glorious future of the righteous. They will, they will see Jesus and they will bow down, but they will not go into heaven. They will go into hell. It's also true in the presence right now because sinners, since they do not belong to the congregation of the righteous, they insist on remaining sinners. They don't want to go to church and they don't want to praise God and they don't want to do the things that we want to do to bring glory to God. They just don't have that draw. They don't have that in them. Verse 6, For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, and the way of the ungodly shall perish. The way of the righteous and the way of the ungodly. The Lord knows the way of the righteous. The righteous can have peace because of a loving God in heaven knows their way and will protect them and preserve them and set them up to succeed. Or as the Hebrew have yet to be fully, the Lord knows the way of the righteous. He is constantly looking on their way. And though it may often be mist or darkness, yet the Lord knoweth. The way of the ungodly shall perish. The way of the ungodly leads to destruction. They are on the broad path that seems comfortable for now, and the path gives them a lot of company. But in the end, they shall all perish. At least four times in the book of Acts, Christianity is called the way. Certainly the way of the righteous and the way of the ungodly are different. And they should be. They're seeking two different masters and following two different pathways. So that's uh, Psalms 1, and I really enjoyed that. And it sets us up for how we need to be and how we need to act and what our goal should be and how we should cling on to the Word of God. We'll close in a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this Word. We thank you, Lord, that you have a pathway for us and that you allow us to walk in that path and it's hand in hand with you, Lord, that you're with us through this whole thing, that you're helping us and guiding us and teaching us as we go. We thank and we praise you, Lord. We lift you up and we give you all the honor and the glory. Amen.
want to take a minute to talk to you about Buzzsprout. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new market or a channel, may I suggest that you share your thoughts and your ideas with the world. And it's just so fun to have a talk show. Podcasting is very easy, inexpensive, and a fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Within minutes of finishing each recording, Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And a team that they have at Buzzsprout is passionate in helping you succeed. They want you to succeed. Join with over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's go ahead and create something together. God bless you. Let me tell you about a new product that you probably need to go check out. It's called Talking Jesus Doll at JesusDoll.com. If you use my promo code Steve Kitts at checkout, they'll give you an extra 10% off. With all the woke culture going out affecting kids with cartoons and toys, they're trying to separate your kids and your grandkids from the family and from God. I recommend that you introduce Jesus to your kids as early as possible. That's why we're partnering with the Talking Jesus Doll. It's a plush doll that talks. When you squeeze the hand, it speaks ten phrases that Jesus said in the Bible, from the Lord's Prayer to John 3.16 and everything in between. With everything that's going on, it's important to introduce our children to the love and the lessons that Jesus had for many years. I love this product, and so does everyone else. The reviews are amazing, and kids are learning the Bible verses and using the doll to minister to others. If you have kids, grandkids, nieces, and nephews, this is a perfect gift for them. It could be for Easter, birthdays, and even Christmas. Teach your kids about the Lord. Go to JesusDoll.com and use the promo code SteveKids for 10% off, and God bless you.